This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. What? Jody, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Okay, now. I hope you fucking overdose on cocaine! Now, save. Po' Boys <laughs> Podcast. Welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast! How can we fuck your day up? <laughs> Beautiful. Welcome to the Pub Boys Podcast. We don't think rape is good, but we turn a blind eye. Rape, 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 rape on the first fucking date. In all fairness, if you had a colostomy hole, you'd have to finger and clean that too. I don't know from experience, but I can only imagine. So if, if I'm being honest, you know, on the show I said, I don't know, I think somebody just liked it or something or whatever it showed up in my feed in reality yeah. somebody did send it to me um absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i told you i wasn't gonna put you on blast because i'm your buddy and i'm your ride or die but like as soon as that other person started coming back at you it's like you meant to do that you something i go yeah how did you find that anyway you fuck nut because <laughs> i've never seen that and i've seen dudes fist each other i've seen crazy shit on twitter that was a first <laughs> But I got the joke, and I even I tried to explain it to somebody because I, I caught a few conversations loose in there. And, uh, you know, one person I said, it's like, okay, imagine if you were at work and there's a trans person who you are cool with. Like, you're not, you know, you got no problems with. But in a water cooler conversation, it's you standing there and the person goes, so uh, <laughs> I've had a pussy for four days and I've been trying it out a little at a time, but... You know, it, it still kind of hurts and it's kind of gunky. You just, I imagine you standing there holding a cup of coffee and going, I thought I fucked a trans girl once. <laughs> Turned out she just had a colostomy hole. Hey, how you doing, love, mama? Let me whisper in your ear. Tell you something that you might like to hear. Got a six-ass body and your ass looks soft. Mind if I touch it and see if it's soft. No, I'm just being let you say I can. Hey, I'm known to be a real nasty man. Hey, and they say a close mouth don't get fed, so I don't mind. Welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight, special guest, uh, one half of the dynamic duo known as the Who's Right Podcast. And it's more uh, like two-thirds. Two-thirds? Well, who's the other? Well, yeah, that's right. You take up space. <laughs> I've got mass. <laughs> that's right. The the admiral of the Who's Right Navy, uh, Doug, is here tonight. Hello, Doug. Hi, sir. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. I, I figured you had bitched about me not having you on anymore for long enough, and I'm glad that we finally made this happen. It's been about three or four times. So why <laughs> why was that? Why did you go from uh, asking me to come on and then just fucking ghosting me for a year? Did that really happen? Uh, that's the way it is in my head. Okay, well, we'll go with that. I don't like you, 
Um, you know what it is? I can actually answer this question, Doug. Uh, you're a very imposing person. Like, it's weird to, to fuck with you online and everything, but, you know, you call me on the phone sometimes, or I'll call you, and you have a very dad-like aura about you. Sometimes it, you feel that just little bit of silence after you say a sentence to you, and then while you're sitting there processing, it's it's awkward as shit, and you feel like you, your dad just caught you jerking off. <laughs> you're just like, what, what? Is that not right, Doug? So, did I do something so wrong? That's, that's why you didn't invite me back on your show? No, that's not why. It's just uh, I think that might have had something to do with it because fucking around with you in short bursts is, is a lot easier. But uh, I feel like I don't want to waste your time. You know, you're, you're kind of a, a somebody in the, the indie podcast circle that, now, that right? That is not the case <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's been really crazy to see the development. Like, do you think about that? A, a year ago, maybe, a little after, over that, we, we had a chat. We talked all about podcasting and where shit was. And from there to now, man, like, uh, you guys have had some, some real transitions, so to speak. You heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... So I'll, I'll tell you the part that, that's hardest for me to get used to. Like our, our downloads, of course, are way up compared to where they were a year ago. That right, but the interactions from the listeners, it's it, it's hard for me to get used to. Is it just a lot more in general now, or is it just crazier? Oh, yeah, a, a lot more is an understatement. Um, going from not having any or very low engagement, other podcasters basically, to having people. So every morning I, I have the same routine when I wake up. I pour myself a cup of coffee, and then mm-hmm. I start looking through the whatever messages or emails or whatever has come through the night before. And, you know, every day getting an email or something from somebody saying, you know, you, you guys are what's keeping me able to keep going to my shitty job or whatever the fuck it is. It's, it's, it's crazy. You get a lot of those, like the inspirational. You kept me from hanging myself a couple times, Doug. Have you got any of those? Yeah, yet? but that was I got those back when that episode originally published, back before all this shit started. It seems like you've attracted a pretty neat bunch of people. I would say that. Like I'm very much involved in your Discord chat, and I've met some pretty cool people through there. And I think a lot of them have come from all the shit you stirred up. So I think it's a net positive at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it's it's fascinating to me that. Like, you know, we talk about Fritzy all the time, the, uh, the furry that listens to us. Yeah. Um, how you can have somebody. So he's this guy. He lives in a house with five other people who wear animal costumes and they all fuck each other. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's fucking crazy. It's, it's just fucking crazy. And. You can have somebody else who does that same thing, wears a fucking animal costume, and I tell a joke or something, and they get all fucking pissy saying I'm making fun of them, where this guy just keeps coming back for more. Yeah. What's your take on furries, Doug? You think you could be a furry? No, it did, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I think I could be a furry. If it was just a hat, like, I couldn't wear the suit because I'm sweaty, but, like, if it was just, like, a... Like a mascot hat? I could walk around and just jerk off on people. That didn't seem like it would be that bad in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but you, you would be doing it just so you could jerk off on people, not because pretending to be a fucking squirrel is how you get your nut, so that's, to speak. That's, that's a good point. Um, 
You don't think that's, I think that's motivation on most of it. I think it's just people that like to walk around and jerk off and they're like, oh, I could just put on a, a dog hat and then <laughs> no judgment. Okay. Oh, so all I have to do is dress up like a mascot and I get to do whatever the fuck I want. I mean, that's what Comic-Con and shit is now, you know? I mean, they're not fucking each other, but I'm sure they have those meetings where it's like, you guys want to dress up like the X-Men and just go fist <laughs> each other? We can do that. <laughs> it's such a big place, like Twitter. You will come across these crazy fucking people, man. But you'll you'll find the cool ones. But for every cool one I found, like you said, I found probably five or six crazy ones. Flaunting stuff, trying to start shit. Uh, the, the lol cow, as you previously mentioned in the episode just now. like It's a weird thing, but I mean, it's kind of what I'm doing. Just on a different scale, right? Uh, no. I, I don't. Well, no, it's not. Are you comparing yourself to, to that lol cow? Well, I'm saying at, at heart, the idea is exhibitionism, is it not? Like doing stuff to get retweets or likes or listens or downloads or whatever the thing is. So in a sense, they're doing their shit to get attention or support or whatever their dopamine drip is so for them. Are you doing it to just get that like? Are you doing it so that maybe you get 50 people to click your profile and one of them checks out your show? If I said no... I would be lying. I'm not saying all the time, but I've definitely done that. <laughs> like that's, there's no denying that. But I think I also use it as an outlet. Like I don't fancy myself a comedian, but I feel like I have a comic brain in that a lot of things I rattle around and try to make funny. So that's what I use Twitter for mostly is to try to sharpen stuff. So but, why don't, so I've, I've noticed the amount of times that you tell jokes or, or type jokes on Twitter are, so why don't you do it in a, broader audience instead of just constantly hanging on Luis Gomez's nuts. It's fun. I think he's my new target. The last time we spoke, it was Burt Kreischer. And I think I gave up on that one. I think Lewis is obtainable now. I want to get him on my show. Probably like most people that enjoy his comedy. So do you, do you get much engagement from him personally? Probably not. Like in my mind, I think I've gotten a few spots where I, I wanted it and I got it. You know, whether it was a joke or a tag or something, I just, I think re really what it is, is I know that the people that follow him and the people that are involved in that circle of people are going to appreciate my humor more, I would think. So that might be really what it is, because I've definitely pulled a few people from, you know, that audience. So that's nice. Uh, so I, I guess that's not that bad then. It, so w typically I, I will see your tweet, you know, he'll, he'll say something and then you'll always Tag it. Yeah, I have notifications turned on. But it, it, yeah. it looks like your tweets don't, your, your tags, I'm sorry, don't get near as much attention as what his do, right? I'm being yeah. nice. Um, yeah. And I was just kind of thinking like, fuck, man, just like at some point, stop, you know, like just go out on your own and do it instead of just constantly commenting on his, because it's, it's almost like you were begging for his attention. That's the way it comes off. I see. Yeah, just because it's in there a lot. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Like, now that you mentioned that, that's really been, like, my M.O. since I've started Twitter, man. It started with Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer, Joe Rogan. You know, it's just people you tag and just try to get that attention. But at this point, I think I can honestly say I am also looking for interaction from people. And I think that I've been fortunate with the Legion of Skanks crowd to not be you know, criticized or shit on for the stuff I say versus actually people, you know, kind of interacting with me and 
helping me out with stuff. No, no if it's working for you, then so that's fuck good. me. I, if there, I, I, I don't know Twitter. You know, it's I'm kicking around the idea of just fucking shutting the account down. It's of no value. Maybe to me. you mentioned that last week with that thing, and I think that was my overall takeaway too. Is just Twitter. You know, it's sometimes it's more trouble than it's worth. For me, I tiptoe around a few things just because I don't want the shit storm. But at the end of the day, like I use it just for people like to find people from my show to look at what's going on and to try to make jokes so if i lose the necessity for any of that then i'll stop yeah. that that shit that happened with me last week with that fucking trans joke that so the last time that i got attacked like that on twitter was with that shit with uh, watp yeah with the tarnished right. uh, <laughs> the varnished <laughs> the varnished that's it my bad have you been on the receiving end of that, of a of a, a group of people trying to kill you? Not a hate mob. That's what I was going to ask. Have, have you gotten, like, legit death threats and stuff like that? Or not legit, but you know how people will bitch and complain. Have you been receiving any of those in your DMs? Why don't you go fucking die? No, not go fucking die, just that I'm a shit person. I, I think yeah. that I probably got called a shit person in one way or another well over 200 times last week. <laughs> See, I didn't get 200. I got like 20, but it was definitely in that thread. So <laughs> they were quick with and, it too. It's like, you're a terrible person. I was like, you don't even know me. I'm kind of funny sometimes. You and I, I don't even understand. I, I honestly don't understand what there is to get offended with that joke. So I, I guess for the people listening, because that, that would only make sense. So the, the yeah. joke was I tweeted... Uh, I thought I fucked a trans woman once. Turns out it was just a dude with a colostomy hole. Correct. I don't even understand in the in even in the Twitter sphere how that is transphobic, unless right, it is common thought that trans hole pussies are the same as colostomy holes. I mean that might be a thing. I'm not that. So that was something that uh, I did want to ask about, Doug. You know, and I mentioned that before. Like, this is not the first time you've crossed paths with old Krusty Salamander, huh? No, that is. Is it really? Okay. So that was my thing. Is like you, you definitely called the fact that they're a shit person just based on what I've heard, you know, through y'all's investigations. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like a weird thing to come across. And I don't know if somebody sent that to you or, like, if you just happened upon it. But, like... The original tweet was something about, I've had a pussy for four days, and sometimes it hurts when I put my finger in there, but every once in a while it don't. <laughs> that was the gist of it. So it was a little much. Yeah. So if... <laughs> um, in all fairness, if you had a colostomy hole, you'd have to finger and clean that too. I don't know from experience, but I can only imagine. So if, if I'm being honest, you know, on the show I said, I don't know, I think somebody just liked it or something or whatever, it showed up in my feed. In reality, somebody did send it to me. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, I wasn't going to put you on blast because I'm your buddy and I'm your ride or die. But like, as soon as that other person started coming back at you, it's like, you meant to do that. You something. I go, yeah, how did you find that anyway, you (laughs) fuck nut? (laughs) Because I've never seen that. And I've seen dudes fist each other. I've seen crazy shit on Twitter. That was a first. (laughs) But I got the joke, and I even I tried to explain it to somebody because I, I caught a few conversations loose in there. And, uh, you know, one person I said, it's like, okay, imagine if you were at work and there's a trans person who you are cool with. Like, you're not, 
you know, you got no problems with. But in a water cooler conversation, it's you standing there and the person goes, so uh, <laughs> I've had a pussy for four days and I've been trying it out a little at a time, but, you know, it, it still kind of hurts and it's kind of gunky. You just, I imagine you standing there holding a cup of coffee and going, I thought I fucked a trans girl once. <laughs> Turned out she just had a colostomy hole. I get the gist of it. You can't uh, make people see the funny. No, sometimes. not if not if it's a group of people that are looking to be upset. No. Oh yeah, I think you walked into a bear trap, <laughs> sir. I think I ran into it. I, I I'm not saying. So I, I knew what was going to happen. You know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so much so. Yeah. You're not innocent, you cunt. <laughs> so, no, no, I never once said I was innocent. I just tried downplaying my guilt. So, when this whole thing fucking started, the the person sent me a couple tweets from that salamander thing about a week prior, and I started following. <laughs> and as soon as I as soon as I typed that joke out, I'm like I've got to unfollow because they're gonna they're gonna use that against me. <laughs> it's so funny to me when you know that you've crafted just a shit bomb. Just the idea of it just lighting the fuse and standing there and looking at it for a second and going like, oh, "This one's yeah. gonna be bad." <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fucking door and walk away. <laughs> yeah, and whatever. Like, I, uh, look, no, I can give you my opinion. I'm I'm entitled to that about the show last week. I think overall there were definitely some low spots. But I don't think that you have to bend or meet any demand of any of your f- listeners or anything else. It's what you want to fucking do. And in that moment in time, you did what you felt like you needed no, to that's, do. that's not the case at all. I appreciate that, but that's not the case. No. <laughs> okay, well, fuck me. What we did was that's... we were sent – I was sent so much shit, like from the people on Kiwi Farms. You know, they, they don't listen to the show, but they were aware of the show because of the Twitter thing. So they started screenshotting all my tweets – and talking about them on Kiwi Farms. That's like, there's like 500,000 people on there. Oh, shit. So it's like Reddit for like just people snitches. Yeah, yeah. Reddit snitches. Okay. So I started getting into my head like, shit, man, this this is going to get big. And, okay, I'm okay with losing our YouTube account. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with losing our Patreon. There's a chance that we could use our lose our, our hosting service. And, well, Facebook and Instagram, nothing would happen with those because nothing was being broadcast over them. But I, I started getting into my head on this shit. Like, fuck, man, we're going to we're gonna lose this whole fucking show over a joke? Like, that's yeah. fucking retarded, man. And then um, as it got closer and closer to the show, I seen the people on Kiwi Farms. They were, you know, because I was monitoring that shit like all narcissists do. I knew they were using my name. <laughs> So I had to read it. I wouldn't have been able to control myself. <laughs> oh shit! They're talking about me. So keep going. You know they were they were getting all excited about what we were going to do and what we were going to talk about. And like as it got closer, you know, I was at work that day, getting you know, t- thinking about the show and all that shit. And I'm like, fuck, man! It, in my mind, this is all going to spiral out of control. I'm going to end up losing my fucking job over this shit. <sighs> I guess that is a lot to take into consideration because it's one thing about like Patreon and all that shit. At the end of the day, you guys started the way you started. It's not that big of a deal, but yeah, job is when it starts to get into a new territory (laughs) over a joke, a stupid joke, man. And then, so I, 
like I said, I would be okay. Me and Anthony talked that day before the show. Uh, it was like four hours before the show. And I said, so just make sure we're on the same page on how this is going to go down. Are, are you okay with losing the show over this? And he said, yes. Yeah. I said, okay. And then I started getting in my own head about, you know, fuck, man, I've already had people try to get me fired because of the show before. I, I, I know how it works. And I'm, I'm at a different company now, so I don't know how well I'd be protected there like I was before. Uh, fuck, man, let's just take it easy on this and try to get through it. And, you know, ha- having uh, uh, that Navy SEAL on, that yeah. that was like, that was just a bad move. <laughs> I don't think it was really the thing that you were looking for. And if that's my fault, I apologize. I uh, I, I felt like in that moment that might have been a cool thing. It's just maybe uh, a different idea of what was going to happen. I forgot that she's also like an advocate person. So she's used to grandstanding and soapboxing and stuff like that. And I made this point the other night talking to uh, Randall, who said he listened to it. And uh, it sucks because there was so much of that. But there was a little bit of Kristen Beck sprinkled in there. And that was nice. Like, there were a couple interactions where you guys giggled at each other and shit like that. Like, that's what I wanted. It just sucks because she is a member of that fucking group, you know. And she's used to taking strays. And I guess she switched into fucking public speaking mode a couple times and it just didn't pan out as well as it could have. Yeah, so, it, again, you know, me me and Anthony have both talked privately about it. It it was just a bad... Neither one of us were the fucking host. We just let yeah. it go, you know. She's a powerful person. You know, I had her on and did an interview. That's tough. It's just, it's hard not to talk because as a man... I respect that person who is a woman now and has dealt with other things. But before that was a dude who did a whole lot of killing. So I, to I, me, I, don't, that's, necessarily, that's a I thing. don't necessarily care about the whole Navy SEAL thing. I mean, I've, I've had my ass kicked by people that weren't good, you know, so to have my ass kicked by somebody that's good, who gives a shit? That's not impressive. You know, if you can beat my ass and you're drunk, of course you can beat my ass if you're a fucking trained machine. <laughs> I don't think now. See, that's a different thing there because I, I don't look at it like a can she kick your ass. It's would she kick your ass? Because at the end of the day, you know that's a person who's also saved a lot of people and avoided a lot of conflict and stuff like that. So she's a fascinating person to me. Like just to think about how do you live twenty years as the tip of the spear, man? You know what I'm saying? Like. More of a man than you, me, or anybody else in this goddamn state will ever be, more than likely. And then one day you decide to just kind of swap it. I mean, I, I thought maybe it was a way of closing the book, you know? That was my theory. And then she was like, no, I would go back to combat right now. And I go, okay, well, that's not it. <laughs> so so that's one of the... I, I've done so much fucking thinking about this whole trans shit since all this shit started. It, yeah. Because before this, it in my mind, it was just... Oh, okay. So these people have mental disabilities. You're, yeah, you're psychotic, obviously. <laughs> and talking to Kristen, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, like you said, the tip of the spear. So you are the best of the best in the armed yeah, forces. Se- SEAL Team Six. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> not only are you physically superior to most, you are mentally superior yes. to most. Okay. Yes. There's an IQ uh, minimum to be a Navy SEAL. So what internally was she dealing with that, like for all those years, like just not 
not being comfortable or like, and yeah. that's what I wanted to get into with her on the show was like, okay, so back when you were, I don't even know what her previous name is, but Chris. Okay. So back when you were Chris, were you out like at the bars, you know, after training or whatever the fuck seals do and just fucking everything and, or did you always have this like, no, you guys go on. I'm going to head home. What, you know, Doug, Doug, he had a wife, kids, all that from what I understand. I could be completely talking out of my, there's like a documentary. I might have to go pay the you know, $4 or whatever and actually watch it. Cause like you just said, you, you're literally on the same wave pattern or thought pattern as me. Like, how do you mentally like go through all that just every day having to be that and then at night sneaking off to your fucking truck to put on lipstick or whatever you fuck? I'm sure it was something, you know, keeping that a secret and then operating for 20 years and then you give that up and knowing full well that you're going to catch like you did with tagging that, that trans person. Like you know that the wall of shit is going to come down on you for this because you're a notable person in the in the military you know, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't compare me hitting send on that tweet to what Kristen went through, but <laughs> no, 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 not saying that. I'm just saying standing at the dam and knowing like what's on the other side of that. As soon as you hit the button, like this could potentially cause me some grief. <laughs> I might get thrown out of a few places, a few hate mails and whatnot. So I, I just crazy. So, you know, when she was on, I, I have a feeling that she's done so many different shows and, interviews she just has some go-to things that she says i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if i was to do some dig and i could find uh something from a couple months to a year ago about i was just in a bar the other night and a guy followed me out and all that shit i Probably, i'm assuming yeah. that that story's been told before um uh, but it, there's no doubt in my mind that she just a badass right you you, you don't become a seal and not be a badass. And you don't forget how to do that right. either. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't fall asleep one day and forget how to grab all, somebody all the, in the throat. All of a sudden, you know how to make cookies and you forgot how to kill somebody. Yeah. Shit, I forgot. And that's the thing is it's like, how does she not just murder everybody? I told her on my show she should get a t-shirt that just says, my name is Kristen Beck. You should Google me. <laughs> just have it across the back of the shirt. <laughs> Just so you know what you're getting into. Because like she said, she punched some guy that followed her outside on in that incident. And I saw pictures, I'd say less than a year ago, she got beat up, like jumped by like five dudes outside of a bar. Now, maybe five at a time is too many. Maybe if you're drunk too, I don't know. But she had pictures, like she got kicked in the face and shit. Like, it's crazy some yeah, of these so, motherfuckers that you run into. So that's something that I, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time in bars in my in my life. I've never been the type that would I'm trying there there's really nothing that I disagree with so much you know like two guys kissing at the bar I I, I wouldn't care I wouldn't say anything I I some like Kristen so she goes to a bar sitting there having a fucking drink and people come up and start talking shit to her because I'm assume I assume that she's like broad-shouldered kind of you know she look guy she is six foot and i believe somewhere in like 170 she looks like gary Busey dressed up as a woman from under siege just for reference everybody and i'm not shitting on chris and i'm just saying to give you an idea like it's obvious that it's it's a, a trans woman so i can only imagine in 
bumfuck Maryland or wherever she's living. You know, there's got to be some people around there that just get drunk and they go, hey, look at the big tranny. Okay, so that, right right there, you just said it. Okay, bumfuck <laughs> yeah. Maryland or wherever the fuck she's at, you're going to know who it is. Like, right. oh, that's that fucking killer that, <laughs> that right. wears a wig or whatever. I don't know. Did you say wigger? <laughs> no. Well, you got to think too. Okay. So I'm saying at home, she probably doesn't get fucked with a lot at her home bar, but she does travel a lot. You know, she does speaking engagements and shit like that. Uh, so maybe it's that stuff going out to just a random bar and just, so I, that's what I, I don't understand. She's not small. Like she's a big chick. So I don't even know why you'd want to start that fucking fight. So I, I think that's probably why. I can understand, you know, I, I had a bunch of people reach out to me and not everybody was an asshole. I can understand how the Twitter tranny or LGBT, whatever, the whole mob that came after me, it's because of shit like that, right? They're so used to getting beat up for no reason that right. now it's just a spark and they all just rush to try to put out the fire before it happens or whatever the fuck, whatever analogy you want to use. Well, like, think about it, though. Kristen Beck gets jumped. She gets jumped by five people. She gets the shit kicked out of her. What if you're not Kristen Beck? Yeah, but there, you know, there again, like that's, I, that you know, sucks. I, <laughs> I'm just I've, thinking, I've been jumped, right? I, I've had yeah. my ass kicked, and it wasn't because of, maybe Kristen was just being a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened at least once. I'm sure, like shooting pool or something, like just whipping somebody's ass. Like, hey, you should have thought about it before you came over here, buddy. How about another round? Clack. <laughs> All cocky just and shit dunk. because of all that training. And yeah. then Well, that's what I'm saying. You, she's got to be like a Michael Jordan personality. I assume anything, competition, whatever, she's got to do as best as she can. So I'm assuming that does get a little coarse <laughs> occasionally. You don't want to get your ass kicked and get shit talked by a woman. <laughs> I can't imagine getting laid out by her like that. I can't feel great because it probably takes so much restraint not to just crack a motherfucker in the, in the throat hole. you like... Just karate chop them and fucking get in your car and just leave. Like, All right, dude. <laughs> so I, I don't regret having Kristen on the show. I just regret not taking advantage of the opportunity to ask a bunch of questions. Yeah, that's what sucks. I felt like there were moments. Now, nah, I'm glad she played ball. Uh, I think that there were times where she was getting at Anthony, which is, you know, that's the the fun part of the show, just fucking with Anthony and being funny with you. But yeah, I think there were times where their little thing got repetitive and then it would break for a couple minutes where you'd get some good kind of back and forth shit. And then it would get right back into him and her just kind of arguing with each other. So daddy bear, you should have stepped in and pulled your whiner out. Yeah, I told you, man, I, I shit the bed on that episode. They can't all be winners, Doug. <laughs> so what do you think? I, I heard you talking about it earlier. Have you, you said have you seen that, this uh, yet? What's that? Oh, the cassette. Yeah. It's nice. You what? You're welcome for the motivation. All it takes is spite. Somebody saying they're going to do something, and you finally pull your head out of your ass, huh? <laughs> I want one of those fucking cassettes, by the way. So we, you know, we didn't put any effort. We just used our first episode. I thought that it was. You know what it is? Brandon tricked me, and I'm not talking shit on Brandon. Maybe I was just drunk. I don't know. But he did tell me it was going to be like sixty bucks when we were talking about it, and I go sixty bucks. That's not bad, and that's what started the whole thing. And then when I checked back in later, it was like, oh, no, now it's like 120. And I'm like, that's not what we said. So I don't know if you know it or not, but Brandon <laughs> is difficult to communicate with. A little bit, but I like him. He, We did okay. We did a show together. It's just I think maybe I misunderstood. 
I was really considering just getting the cassettes and not buying cas- the cases and the artwork and just mailing people <laughs> fucking loose cassettes. <laughs> so with a picture of a dick drawn on the side of it. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea. I'm still going to hit him up. I just think my, my order is going to be a little bit smaller because, unfortunately, I can't just go pissing money away on fucking cassettes. But I'm going to do a small run for that roast that I did. I enjoyed that, and I think it turned out really good. An interesting thing I wanted to get into you uh, with. I know your consensus has always been like, fuck off on all the, the groups, the Facebook groups, the Twitter groups, the whatever, whatever. Have you guys uh, found any other things yet that you're drawing from? Like any new stuff that you're thinking about getting into to promote? Mm. What's what's the cutting edge thing now the kids are talking about? Have you what's the I don't I don't know that it's cutting edge. We're gonna do an ad on Spotify. That seems like a big deal, Doug. Well, it's it's Do you care to elaborate? You pay you make a commercial and you pay money and they'll play it. <laughs> I don't think they do that for everybody, right? How many fucking Spotify ads have you heard for just random podcasts? Well, it costs money. It's not fucking free. <laughs> oh, well, now we're getting to the bottom of I, things. I didn't, I didn't think that I had to say that. It was like a commercial, so, you know. <laughs> I thought they reached out. They were like, your podcast is so awesome. Would you like to do commercial spots on Spotify? So that that was funny with with Manscaped, you know, because yeah. they reached out to us. Man, they <laughs> fucked us. God, they <laughs> fucked us. I want to talk about this because what they did to you is what I do. So I don't understand why it was an issue and why you got in trouble for the exact same thing that I've been doing. I I still don't know what I did. (laughs) I think what they were getting at was they were trying to do like a feeler, like a gauge to see how much you would get on just your average interaction. And somebody obviously shared the thing. You shared it. I probably shared it. Like it got around. And people started buying stuff and they were like, oh, this is obviously not listeners. This is some bullshit, you know, happening is what I'm assuming. And they didn't want to fucking pay you. So, you know, after that, uh, the episode that we did when we, you know, because we talk pretty openly about all of our shit. When, yeah. when we talked about that, where they said that our promo code was leaked and we have to change it, we are all pissed off. So yeah. after we did that episode, I started getting people sending me emails and, and messages like, I bought this because of you, right? So send this to them and say, no, <laughs> where's your money? Hey, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you, what are we doing? I don't understand that at all. And I would have a big fucking issue with that. So have you tried a uh, podcorn yet? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't believe in anything that has pod in the title. It's all destined to fail, Doug. You know that. Well, it may be destined to fail, but they pay. I haven't. So they do what? They send you ads? It's like a podcast ad agency? Yeah, that's all it is, is a podcast ad agency. But for people like... uh, So the way it works is you go on their website, you have a whole list of shit to look through. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll do this read. And then you reach out to that company through Podcorn and say, I'll do this read for X amount of dollars. And they either say yes, no, or try to negotiate. Then they send you the ad read, and once you do it, you send them what you said. And then they, they pay you. Do they put any restrictions on your content, Doug? Uh, only, like in ours, yes. Um, yeah, that's just curious. <laughs> how did your how did your ad read go? <laughs> so we, we've done a couple through yeah. them now. For some reason, the actual company wanted us to talk about, they paid us to talk about the company. That was right. our podcorn read. 
like an overall sponsorship ad yeah. for Podcorn. They, so what, what they wanted was an ongoing relationship with us. And what they got was a one-week commitment because we talk shit about their website. <laughs> so fucking funny, man. <laughs> I was listening to it happen and going, well, here we go. It's been fun, Podcorn. Then <laughs> I think we had a little behind-the-scenes chat. You kind of told me some of the what they said, and it was just like, all right, well... Thanks. Thanks for that, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> they, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't tell you to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> this shit was great. So I, I think we've decided, unless we can find something, you know, like I got uh, the butt plugs here. You know, yes. if we can find shit like that. So what what we've decided is we're good with the Patreon money. We're good. You know, we, we're making some coin off of YouTube. We're not going to do any sponsorships if it's not something that it's we can't make fun of or make funny or, you know, actually get behind. We're not just doing these manscape bullshit anymore. I like your final takeaway from the episode tonight. Like, I think you guys have been a little panderific lately, and I think maybe you guys should shake it up a little bit. I've enjoyed the show the whole time. But even I had a couple of thoughts, like when you guys started adding like video and stuff like that, it seems like you're kind of laughing a little more, being a little more, you know, trying to get that attention. And I think it's fun, but at the same time, like you can't let that dictate what you're doing either. You can't listen to these assholes. So the the funny thing about that is I, I don't feel like I yuck it up because I'm on video any more than I did when we just recorded. I definitely don't amp up my laughter because we're being recorded or videotaped. But I can tell you that there is a, a shift in the show from the episode before we went on YouTube and the episode after we went on YouTube. The, the dynamic of watching, you know, watching the comments live and Discord live and the viewer count in the corner, watching all that, it, I am not a good broadcaster. It gets in my fucking head. And I can't. I, I start mm-hmm. focusing on that instead of paying attention to what Anthony's saying. I'm no longer in the conversation like I used to be. I can't do it. Um, even with Discord and stuff like that, I close all of it down so I can pay attention. And uh, it wasn't so much that I said you're yucking it up so much that you're on video. I think what I meant was now that you can see Anthony and he can see you, like if you guys actually start to tickle each other a little bit to the point that he's reacting and laughing, I think it definitely adds to it, you know, being able to see that you got him got him going. Because you've, you've genuinely made each other laugh on the show. I can tell that. One of the other things that I've been struggling with, and even now, just me and you sitting here talking, it is, yeah. it is unnatural to sit in front of a microphone with headphones and see, you know, I... I see myself and I see you. It is just unnatural. It's not the same conversation we have when we're talking on the phone. Well, and I did it for a long time without it. I can say that it it's distracted me a lot when I added the video element. So I don't know how I feel about it just yet. Like it's fun for certain things, but I think if I'm, uh, especially if you've got somebody that's distracting or if I'm looking at my own camera freezing up and shit, which has definitely happened a couple times, like it's all distracting, man. I just like talking. If you can't see somebody, then you actually got to pay attention and listen. So we uh, we tried minimizing everything and just recording an episode, you know. Yeah. And the the problem with that is, it's a, I guess it's a good problem to have. But now that we have super chats, if we don't address them, they go away, and we never know they were there. 
And that's a surefire way to make sure that nobody ever does a super chat again is to not acknowledge it. <laughs> well, then fuck them. What is it? You know, can you do it at the, or they do go away by the end of the show? Like not yeah, so, within a few minutes? So there was a, uh, uh, an episode, you're familiar with how StreamYard works. So, you know, yeah. it was like 50 minutes into the, the show. So we were wrap, winding down. I was going to go back and address the super chats and I clicked the comments and scrolled all the way to the top to see if any of them were, you know, they're, they're special colors. So they stand out. And I seen comments like, why didn't you address my super chat? What, where the, why the fuck didn't you, you know? And I went all the way up. I couldn't go up anymore. There were so many comments that they just pushed them out into oblivion. So, yeah. so then I couldn't address them. So then now that that's like in my fucking head, every time that we sit down, it's like, all right, you have to manage the comments. You can't just let them go. Can I ask a question about Super Chats? Yeah. Is it what you would say, like a positive uh, donation amount? Or is it like literally just a couple bucks here and there for that? I don't know how much that shit costs. Uh, there's been, I think, two episodes. We've made over 100 bucks just from Super Chats. Do they take any of it or a lot of it? Uh, about a third. YouTube? It's a little much. YouTube, you fucks. Okay, I get it. I mean, I was just going to say, like, if you read them, you do. If you don't, you don't. You're giving the money one way or the other. Like, why the fuck should they get to, you know, just throw random sentences of bullshit? I mean, if it's funny or it's something that you guys can riff on, which I I know I've heard you guys do a few times. But if it's just something that's going to derail the show or some bullshit, like, I don't know. So what you'll notice now is I'll I'll wait for a lull in the conversation and then bring yeah. it up. So it may have been hanging there for five or ten minutes. But now that I know it's there, I can keep an eye on it. You know, it won't just go That's away. It's not bad. It's like a conversation starter, an icebreaker. Yeah, so if you use it right, the, the if you go back, I went, God, I wish I knew what episode it was, but it was the first episode that we had Super Chats enabled. And so you know what our struggle has been, like, struggle, a funny word, but... Uh, yeah, hard times. I got it. Welcome you back, man. First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the resident fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. <laughs> you know what it was like 
we had 100 listeners for six months, right? 100 downloads, yeah. 150 downloads, and then slowly started creeping up, and we were, we were doing okay, but n- never actually seeing anything close to where we were at now. A- mm-hmm. And then the first episode that we had Super Chats enabled, it was like, fuck, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I could not believe that somebody was paying me to say something. It, it was so fucking weird to me. So when it would come on, I would stop mid-sentence and just say, hey, we got a super chat. <laughs> Holy shit, somebody just threw money at us, guys. You want to you wanna talk about the most scatterbrained episode we've had? It, it, it was that one for sure. The first one where you actually were reading them. It's distracting, man. I don't know. Like, I, I think that's why I've stayed in my caveman state with a lot of this, is I don't want to be too distracted when I'm trying to you know have a conversation. But I get it. If it's part of the show, let it rip. I'm just saying I'd be pretty pick and choose and if you miss out then hey man fuck off don't give me your money can you get in trouble if you don't read their shit no it's not about getting in trouble it's about having them do it again the next time <laughs> <laughs> oh man see they're just coming to you like a gerbil you're the fucking you're the little tension bottle and they're coming up and licking on you here's my five dollars say my thing <laughs> i'm a i'm a fat faggot <laughs> yes yes he said it People are fucking weird. We've had a good run of them lately, man. Just weird fucking people. So now that you you kind of gotten to where you have with this, I mean, you're definitely not not a small indie podcast now. You're, you've got some traction. Like, can you say you're happy with it still? Like, are you still interested and you tune in? Because you guys are doing two shows a week now. You're doing bonus shows. I, I know recently you just had a structure change where y'all were going back and forth and stuff. So have you found, like, your comfort zone now, you think? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I I get excited still to record. Yeah. Um, we were doing our regular show and then immediately going into a bonus show now we've started it was like three or four months ago we switched to doing regular shows on wednesday and then recording every sunday but alternating what that sunday episode whether it's going to be a bonus for patreon or just maybe something just for youtube whatever it is the the after show chats are sometimes i struggle with those (laughs) <laughs> they're tough i listen to them for the most part i try not to jump in unless i'm summoned some but it's fun though those are all of our goofy friends you know well i i enjoy interacting with the people that are listening but like brandon man like he he fucking drains me <laughs> and, and i know he's a good guy i know that yeah but it makes me laugh so hard oh, <laughs> he does the opposite to me <laughs> No, I'm saying you getting pissed off at Brandon makes me laugh. Because I can hear this genuine frustration, and he's not even trying to bug you. He's just fucking hateable. Not hateable, but... Like, the the shit with them cassettes that we had him make? Yeah. uh, Probably 60 fucking messages, man. Like... I gotta hold on. Let's pause the show. Brandon, I said hateable. Don't get your goddamn feelings hurt. Unlikable, annoying. We can substitute other words. I'm sorry. He's a nice guy, and that's what sucks is, uh, you know, sometimes he gets off on a thing or whatever, and it's just, all right, man. <laughs> I I think with Brandon, what what he, is he, he's autistic, right? I think a little bit, yeah, but he's definitely, he's not like low functioning. He has a job, and I think he's banged some chicks. Like, he's he's lived a little bit of life. I think with him, it's just, I feel like. 
he gets something in his head, so then he has to say it. Like, he can't move on with his life unless he gets that out. And that's generally the type of thing that pisses me off. Because he'll say something that is either not relevant anymore or it just fucking annoys me. It's a quality that I share, Doug. I appreciate that. So I don't forget usually. I don't know. His is just maybe like a, a compulsion where he's like, I have to say it. Mine is if I don't say it, I'll forget because I'm stupid and stoner. So I've been hearing a lot of chatter that uh, your buddy Dave is thinking about not podcasting as much. Yeah, I hope he slows down some. He he really spread himself thin there for a little bit, Doug. Uh, he's kind of been, you know, my canary in the in the coal mine lately to see just like how deep you can go with the podcast stuff. He was hitting it hard. Yeah, I w- I would imagine that he's not having fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> Might be considered a bit of a chore. <laughs> I love Dave, man. I think he's a good guy. And uh, like you said, he's hard to figure out. But I know that I, I appreciate the stuff that he does. So I do like him when he's a little more dialed in, though, instead of just showing up annoyed at everything and getting pissed off at these kids. <laughs> that's been the funniest part is seeing him interact. Like, I think out of everything that's happened, that uh, the We Are Asshole show or the Spreadsheet show, whatever, I think that's the best dynamic I've heard out of the whole thing, and I really enjoy that show. So what's your thoughts on Andrew? I think Andrew's uh, worth a million bucks. I think put a stamp on him. If, if, I don't, if, I could almost write jokes for him, Doug. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got a likable face. It's, he's delightfully gay looking, so he could say a lot of things, but he could also switch it around and say some fucked up shit because he's got a good delivery voice. Like, I like his voice and I like him doing that show because he's pretty quick witted, I think. Yeah, I, I think he's. Uh, as far as all of them that are in that universe, I guess, the extended universe. Uh, That's why we talked about it on the backside, so they have to listen to the show, Doug. Yeah. Good thinking. Um, <laughs> I think Andrew's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I've liked I, I him. love giving him shit, but when I when I'm doing something on my computer and I see that he's he's going to be doing something, yeah. I'll, I'll at least check it out. If it's that fucking, if he's wrapped up in like a My Little Pony thing or something, then I typically bail pretty quick. But <laughs> I like him on that show. I like PJ too. PJ is a diamond man. I fucking that song yesterday from Who Are These Podcasts? I have. Did you, were you listening? No. Oh no, he made an epic. Doug, an epic song about Patrick Michael yesterday. Old Todd. It was a cover of uh, Pepper by the Butthole Surfers. He's got the same tone PJ does, and he wrote a whole fucking song to the chorus with babies crying in the background. <laughs> it's a line for line. Like, it's it's amazing. I might steal it and chop it in here just, just to, to, to give him some shine because that was the funniest goddamn things. It's, it's snake in the grass level fucking excellence. Yeah. I'm growing the empire, baby. And to think I ever gave a Like, I actually went out of my way to give a shit. 
Charlie got with Patrick. Patrick watched the kids. Pat was patting Patrick's back about everything he did. Carly had a real job and Seamus was a loser. He didn't want to watch their kids, but beggars can't be choosers. Patrick started podcasting about them shit like rain with kids crying in the background. God, his kids are such a pain. The kids just want attention. They want love from their father, but his kids won't get him fame. So why even bother? Todd ignores his son sometimes while he records his shows. Hoping if he doesn't acknowledge them, they'll leave him the fuck alone. He'll add some music in the background to hide his children's cries. Tony Hinchcliffe called one of his jokes smart, so the neglect is justified. I don't know you. You don't know me. PJ is, uh, uh, so I think PJ and Andrew, if they could connect and decide that they're going to actually try to put out a, a show a, a real show. Yeah. I think that they could find success. It's pretty good. PJ's got some darkness in him. They were talking about it the other day. Apparently his mom killed herself. That shit will uh, warp you a little bit. Yeah. I'd be curious to dig a little deeper into his brain. <laughs> Why do you do the things that you do? So, and how many people are in your freezer? <laughs> so I seen a, t- a tweet today. I think it was somebody tagging must have been about the Dick show or something, and Dick and Carl did a crossover, and they were going to – something about Todd coming on, possibly. And and I don't care about any of that, but what I thought of was you. Yeah. Because you're the one that brought all this up. This this was all you're doing. Yeah. Like, are, are you getting any money from it, or <laughs> – No. I'm just sitting back and watching. I it kind of got out of hand at a certain point, but I mean, I'm almost to the point now where I think he has to be in on it, but it's entertaining as shit watching him get upset. I, I don't know. Like, I really hope that when he murders Carl, it just stops there and he doesn't follow me around till the end of days or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm trying to get, get everything brought to the surface and keep my hands clean. So, Have you reached out to him to see if he'll come on your show? No, no, I'm blocked on every platform. <laughs> I don't know why. The last thing I said to him, I don't remember what it was. I was listening to a show. I was hate listening. And he was talking to this fella that uh, I believe he was locked up with. And uh, I think he's definitely done some time in like a psych ward and also possibly in a correctional facility, be that jail. I don't think it was prison. But that was just what I said to him in uh, passing. I listened to it because he was talking lingo like he saw, like I saw on lockup. It's like, I've seen that show too, man. I know how inmates talk. And I just told him, I said, hey, man, being in a psych ward for a week doesn't make you a psycho. And going to jail for a couple weeks doesn't make you a hardened convict, bro. <laughs> like, and I got blocked for that. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can tell you that being in a psych ward, all that does is make you want to leave the psych ward. <laughs> I saw somebody talking about it earlier. I don't know if it was in your Discord or something. But uh, they were like, yeah, you meet some cool people in a psych ward. I go, tell me more about the cool people in the psych ward because that's a weird title to have. So the, the funniest, I think it was, there was a couple of funny things that happened when I was in there, but as soon as I think about being in the psych ward, I think of this. So I was working at a, at the time, a fortune 100 company. Okay. Okay. 
and I had spiraled out of control, whatever, down to my rock bottom, ended up in the psych ward. And I was very, very concerned that I was going to lose this position at this company. So I contacted the HR manager, talked to her for a little bit, and I'm like, look, I, I'll be back to work. It's, it's not like I'm walking away from the position. I just got some shit I got to get ironed out. And she said, okay, so if you have somebody there that can fax us some, uh, we're going to fax some information to, have them fill it out, send it back, it'll all be good. Everything will be covered. Don't worry about it. And yeah. I said, okay. So I'm standing on, I'm standing there talking to her on a payphone in the day room. <laughs> and all I had to do was walk around the corner and go to the front desk to get the fax number. So I'm sitting there on the phone, and, and the lady's name I was talking to was Jamie. I said, okay, okay Jamie, I'll, I'll be right back. And I, you know, just let the phone hang. Uh-huh. And there was this guy, and he's just sitting there eye-fucking me. Like, like <laughs> come on, what are you going to do? What are you going to, and I, and I sit there and I looked at him. I said, do not touch this fucking phone. And he's just sitting there staring at me. I said, do you understand me? Do not touch this fucking phone. I go around the corner, <laughs> get the, the fax number. I come back around and the goddamn receiver is hung up. <laughs> oh shit! And he's still just sitting there fucking staring at me. <laughs> I said, what the fuck did I say? Do not hang up or don't touch the fucking phone. And he just goes, <laughs> motherfucker. So what are you going to do about it? You're lucky. Hopefully he just hung up the phone. He didn't say some nasty shit to Jamie. <laughs> she never told you about that when you called her back. It's like, I don't know what happened. It sounded like he put his balls on the phone. I, I just, I couldn't fucking believe it. He's just sitting there staring. I'm like, dude. Don't touch the fucking phone. Like, I, I knew what was going to happen, you know? So I've never experienced the psych ward. I've only had jail for, like, a night. Like, what was there anything else, like, notable? You said there was a couple of things. Like, what, tell me some psych ward stories. Uh, so, in, in, again, in the day room, there was uh, uh, this chick sitting on the couch. And it was like, if I had to describe her, I would say she looked like the chick from the ring. You know, hair okay. hair all over her whatever, all forward. Yep. And she was wearing like a, I guess a nightgown maybe. So she had a, uh, a couple bandages on, like a bandage on each wrist. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. Daddy issues. (laughs) Oh oh no. (laughs) Yeah, she was, uh, she was interesting. Uh, Do you you remember her name? I don't, no. No, this has been a lot of years ago. Was there any notable experiences with, we're going to call her Smyrna from the ring. Do you remember oh, anything notable? Oh, no, no, nothing happened. I mean, it was, it was just. Oh man, you can't build me up like that. You just edged me off. I was like, okay, what did the crazy lady do? No, <laughs> it was just that, it, I mean, it was, I guess I'm trying to convey the feelings that I felt by looking at her because it was, you know, she's obviously fucked in the head. She's hot. Yes. She's got some serious issues that I want to try to help her out with. <laughs> She's obviously mentally ill. <laughs> we're both going to die. Well, no, because the, the way that her bandages on her wrist were, 
it was the attention slice, not the intention slice. Oh, okay, okay. See, that's what I was worried about. I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, you know, cutters, that's not where you want to be because you're going to pass out after you bust one. There's no telling. You're going to wake up filleted, like, down the inside of your thighs. I, th- I thought I talked to you about when I was in the, the nut hut there. I don't think so. I don't think we ever got to it. I, I can remember. So I went in because... It wasn't attempted suicide, but I was going to attempt suicide, and I turned myself in because I was a pussy. <laughs> I remember that story because that was on one of the shows we, you know, I was just, we talked. Just, just didn't go any further than that. I was just giving your listeners some background. but um, Yeah. So uh, I was on a mandatory 72-hour hold, and I was forced to talk to a psychiatrist twice a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, this is probably... I'm guessing if you're a psychiatrist in this psych ward, it's because you couldn't get a job anywhere else in the country. This guy just, he, you could tell, I could tell he, he was not going to help me with any mental problems that I had. He was, yeah. he was checking boxes. This was the end of the line for him. Yeah. Like after this, he's going to work at Walmart. So I, <laughs> I sat there and told this guy that he said, do you ever have thoughts of hurting other people? And I said, yes. And he said, like what? And I said, well, recently I've wanted to find out. And I said this, I'm going to say verbatim, but it's pretty close, that I want to I want to know what it feels like to take a screwdriver and jam it in somebody's neck. And he just goes, okay. Cool. And we never touched on it again. And, and he let me go. <laughs> Maybe he didn't have his hearing aid turned up. That seems like something you'd want to unpack. Really? Doug, let me ask you, if you were going to stab somebody with a screwdriver, would it be a Phillips head or a flathead screwdriver? And so keep in mind that when I was in there, you know, I was still, whatever, the the night that all that shit happened, I had snorted whatever, 40 pills of Adderall and shit. So I I had all them blue balls were still caked inside my nostrils. (laughs) So when I was sitting there talking to him, like if I went, like balls would go boom, 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 boom. So were you tweaked out at that point? Like, were you like jawing and sweating and into that spot of it? Like, I can just imagine you sitting in a chair, rocking back and forth. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, man. The other day, I, I've really thought lately a lot about stabbing a motherfucker <laughs> with a screwdriver. No, so that when that shit when when that conversation happened, I'd probably already been in there for a day and a half, two days, and I was yeah. just in the throes of depression possibly a little annoyed that you've been detained for two days no no not not annoyed just depressed no like i god i don't want to be here like it's it's literally there's no help you know like if you talk about the uh uh the condition of american mental health and treatment i i i know firsthand there is no fucking treatment they put you in there and it was, okay, you managed not to kill yourself or anybody in 72 hours. We're letting you go. There, were, right. there was no talking about why I was upset. Nothing. It was just, here, take these pills yeah. and then go. I'm going to watch you not murder yourself for the next three days. It, but after that, you're on your own. It was uh, go to your bed and then sleep for whatever, I think 10 hours if I remember right, and then go to the day room and then just sit in the day room. So if it's seven okay, so if it's seventy two hours, I have to assume that it's probably just a reactionary thing to drugs and alcohol. Yeah, like is it just like a breaker course for three days to get you off whatever the fuck you're on, so they can kick you out? No. So if if let's say that you 
Because uh, I understand, pe- I understand people are crazy. Excuse me, are mentally you know ill, have things going on that go that need to go to a psych ward to get help or whatever. But I'm also assuming that when you get a person who might be a little off, who's also under the influence of whatever the fuck, they would probably just as soon send you to that fucking place to a padded cell instead of being locked up with fucking people that'll kill you. You know? Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't know. I, I, I do know that that. Where I was at at that time, it was Illinois. If you were, let's say you told you were fucking twenty years old, and you told your friends or something that you're going to kill yourself, and and they turn you in for that, yeah, they lock you up for seventy two hours to make sure that to do an eval, basically. So what if you said you were going to kill yourself in four days? <laughs> no, I'm, if it's an evaluation period. So had I been, oh, as I was say, do they let you out on the third day? Because it's like, no, I said on four. I'm going to kill myself in four fucking days. I think the the thought is, in 72 hours, you they're going to decide if you are actually going to hurt yourself or you're not going to hurt yourself. Okay, and, so there and, was a step two. You just didn't happen to go to step two. And and somewhere in those conversations, he must have determined that I'm not going to hurt myself. And as it turns out, he was correct. I didn't. <laughs> so I guess he did his job. <laughs> so maybe he just read you like a book. He's probably seen. See, you're you're giving him shit in that situation. He knew you weren't gonna stab anybody with a screwdriver. He's like, this guy's just fat and wasted. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't gonna get thick enough rope anyway. <laughs> that, that drunken stoop is no way to go through life. Though. Yeah, he'll be fine. Get him a new shirt. I don't know, man. That's what I miss about this now. Like it sucks because I don't know if you ever get to the point where you feel like you're repeating stories or stuff like that. Like, I don't know why people don't do that a little more, especially if it's something that was really funny or something that you, you know, had an interesting experience with. Cause I think everybody should know these stories. Like that's part of your personality, man. It's what makes you think the way you think you're a little fucked in the head. <laughs> so that's, it's funny that you bring that up. It's back before we had a podcast and I would just listen to them. If the host ever said something like, I don't know. Did did we talk about that? I would sit there as a listener and think, how in the fuck do you not know what you've talked about on your own fucking show? Yeah. And now I'm three years in, and and I f- I feel like that every fucking week. You definitely repeated stories. Yeah, yeah. I, there, there's <laughs> no way that I I couldn't because I yeah. I go into this mindset when I'm recording like I don't re- I don't retain anything that we talk about. Nothing. Yeah. It's like having sex. It's just a blur, and then you listen back to it. That's why I listen back to it, because I forget half the shit I talk about, man. I get it, but you've been doing it more than me, so I can only imagine at this point how much content you have to fucking deal with. Do you even listen back anymore, or you just let them fly? Um, I will generally, if, if I thought it was a really good show, I'll listen back probably two or three weeks later. Yeah. And if I thought it was a really bad show, I'll listen to it the next day. <laughs> Were you Catholic as a kid? Like you just believe in self-penance? Fucking giving yourself your lashings, man. I get it. That's why I cut out breaths in my shit. There's certain things that, you know, you want to know your flaws and you want to not be a shithead, but at the end of the day, we all still kind of suck at this. So. <laughs> yeah, and so that's... So the key, I believe, is just embracing that you suck at this. It's yeah. it's okay. You know, I, I know that I am a 
bad broadcaster. I think you do pretty good, Doug. If I'm not just blowing your horn here, like I've thought about it a lot when I listen to you now versus like two years ago. I think you've definitely picked up the, the wit. And I'm not saying you weren't sharp before. I'm saying you're definitely sharper now and maybe you're more comfortable to fucking pat, 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 pat. But I've heard you in some conversations that even I go like, oh, yeah, it's like that's a good fucking thought. Like that's funny, you know, and that only takes years to develop. <laughs> I think it's a combination. The majority of it is because I'm just more comfortable sharing openly. Yeah. Whereas when we first started, I was walking the line between not wanting to share anything because I knew a bunch of people from work were listening and just not being comfortable putting myself out there. You know, it's, it's an odd feeling to put yourself out there and then have strangers tell you that you're, Piece of shit. <laughs> well, the good news is it's happened enough now. Maybe we can start to develop a muscle for it, right? I want you guys to get back to the old way. I think that's better. I think you'll enjoy that more. Definitely better than the last two. Ugh. What, what was... So you said the last two. What was the second to last one? The what? The last two of your show? That's yeah. what you guys were talking about. Free you got off last week's episode of the one from tonight. It was oh, a little slow. I, I, having to. Have, I, so I, I, will, I was okay with tonight's. I will say this, and I said this to in the conversation the other night with John and Randall and them. Um, one thing that I admire is you haven't apologized. I appreciate that. Everything has been the same, and you haven't actually had to say I'm sorry for the joke that you made. You've tried to be fair. You've been conversational. Cool, man. And it's on to the next thing. I mean, maybe you'll catch some shit for a few days, but these assholes are so mixed up in this that they just need some other fat, bald, fucking really racist person (laughs) or or hateful person to drop into their lap, and then you're just going to be a fucking, you know. I'll just be a memory. That's it. That's what I would say at this point. Fuck it. Talk about what you want to talk about. Maybe just leave that one alone for like a week or two and just let the shit cloud pass and you can be right back where you were. So this, this thing that we did tonight, it was supposed to be just a Patreon bonus episode. Yeah. And then a couple hours ago I texted Anthony and said, Hey, let's, let's just do a public show and we'll go ahead and put it out on our feed as well. What I wanted to do was just touch on some of the shit that I didn't get a chance to bring up about that, that guy being a fucking douchebag and i and i figured going into his fetish list would make for some interesting conversation there were a couple things in there i've checked out once or twice (laughs) you are a fucked up person Ah, it's the internet man there's all kinds of stuff i'll see i will look at anything once maybe twice i saw one the other day i commented when you said that the government's going to be able to start checking your your search history i was like i saw one the other day that's probably going to get me in some trouble (laughs) (laughs) Shit got really weird. Uh, I don't know, man. I hope that you guys don't suffer any bullshit. And I'm sure something, you know, could happen with all the Podbean kicking people off and shit. So, so yeah, I, it's I, just we we don't use Podbean, so we'll we'll be all right there. But um, well, we were talking about the Podbean, how they have been doing that, and obviously, you know, there could be a chance for other ones to do it moving forward. Hopefully, that's not the case. Yeah. Okay. What would you like to give out your plugs before they take them away? Go to biobidet.com, uh, 
promo code Poboys. Give it like a few weeks. They got to restock. I've been sold out of them lately. I've had a couple people DM me asking me what the promo code is for the for the bidets. Really? Yeah. It's a good deal, man. You should tell me what they bought. We'll see about maybe getting you some comp- some compensation. I'll so, trade you one of them cassettes. So <laughs> we, uh, you know, we back on the varnished. We did a. Uh, that's when we had our bio bidet promo code. You know, they send us the bidets and all that shit. And as a goof, we we only gave out our promo code one time in the yep. episode. Just just that that, that one time we we never went back to it. And we've only given out your promo code. Yes. So where's my money? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> We're going to have to figure out a percentage, I think. <laughs> Shit's gotten thick lately. So I got a question for you, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. I want to make sure. I, this is in a text that you sent me. Oh, here it comes. I want to know what this means. I pulled my dick out on someone last night, called my show unsuccessful. I felt kind of icky after, but he stopped talking. Yes. So what was that in reference to, and what does it mean for you to pull your dick out? But he said that uh, my show was not successful, and in a retaliation, I was like, it's fine. I've made some money. And they were like, yeah, I bet, this, that, and the other. And my response, after they said, show me them receipts, I posted a picture of one of the receipts for a payment. Why would you fall into that fucking trap? I don't know. I've definitely been sucked into some of that shit before, and I don't know, like, why it happened. Because it was quick, too. Like, it only took about 15 minutes for that back and forth to go down, but I felt prideful at a moment. And then, like, as soon as it happened, the dude stopped. Because I was trying to be witty before it even happened. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's a, I do what I do. All I need is for you to talk about me, buddy. You know, ha And then he was like, oh, if you're making so much money, let me see something. And I was like, fine. Here's a thing for $50,000 worth of sales. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Because they were saying, well, if you're not charting, you ain't doing shit. And uh, just like you made a point a second ago, there's no real association with my podcast and my fucking bidet sales. That's just good marketing strategy. Like I said, I've never done that before, and I don't think I'll ever do that again. I might even delete it now. <laughs> like, it felt real bad after. He stopped, though. So, so I don't know. So if let me was... ask you this. <laughs> In, nobody, there's nobody listening, just me and you, okay? Yeah. You can cut this out. I don't give a fuck. Do you associate your bio bidet payday to your podcast? No. So then but, why why would you use that as evidence? Because in, in, a, in a moment, uh, I felt like it supported that fact. Okay, so it, maybe, if somebody okay. was to say that you don't have a successful podcast, mm-hmm. what does that mean? It means nobody listens to it, I guess. You don't make, you lose money every month on your bill. Um, okay, so so just stop right there. Let's say that you have five listeners. Mm-hmm. Every week, they want to hear what it is that you have to say. And it's costing you 30 bucks a month. Yeah. If, if you are doing that and you're getting out of it what you want to get out of it, isn't that a success? I think so, yes. I don't think it's successful in my mind. Like, I would probably not do that. 
And even if it could all be fake, so maybe that's what it is, is they've tricked my brain at this point to that, what, you know, couple hundred people that'll check it out if that's really people. That's what sucks about the analytics. I feel like it's like almost like a slot machine. Like they just slowly feed you the shit. It could all be bullshit, man. I don't know. But at that moment, it felt relevant to be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so you, you had to... It's interesting that you flexed on somebody when you know that you weren't actually flexing. It, it was... Yeah. It looked like a flex. It was a projected flex. In my mind, that's what it looked like, was being able to say, well, I've made fucking this much money for these folks. I mean, I've had that much in sales. Somebody's buying these motherfuckers. But somebody did put look. Somebody did point that out though in a quote tweet. They were like, "Okay, he's got a hundred followers, so that means <laughs> they've all spent eight hundred fucking dollars a piece." <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, fuck you, dude!" So the funny thing is, is, is especially on Twitter, yeah. people people associate your success by your followers. You know. And, and there's plenty of people like oh, Twi- yeah, Twitter especially. I, I'm a good example of that. I have a high follower count, but it's because I I played the game for so long, for so for two years, right. try, creating a false sense of engagement. So, you know, I think I have what 5,500 followers somewhere around there, and it's probably about maybe 200 people realistically. Yeah. It's it, still 200 people. No, but but what I'm it, it, the I'm the opposite end of that spectrum. There's a lot of people that have millions. Very, no, very <laughs> very low Twitter follower numbers, but they're super successful on another platform. Your your Twitter followers is not a litmus to how successful you are somewhere else. There's there's plenty of YouTubers that have a million subscribers on YouTube and fifteen hundred followers on Twitter. I never got into the YouTube stuff. I feel like I shouldn't even try for using video and stuff. Somebody, a couple of people have mentioned that. It's more work, man. I'm already lazy and not fucking, you know, doing it when I can. <laughs> so I, I wish, I'm glad we did just because it's another avenue uh, to get out there. But I wish we never would have. Yeah. Just because it's changed the dynamic of the show so much. You know, I, I worry about, stupid fucking flag in the back and the fucking shit on my shelf. And, you know, if you could see what I'm staring at. Hollywood Doug. That's what I'm staring at. If, if you could see what I'm staring at versus what you get to see. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to call this Prima Dugga. That's going to be the name of the fucking episode. <laughs> hey, man, it's been cool. I know you got to get out of here. So, like I said it a second ago, if you want, I can tag stuff in. But, uh, yeah, man, thanks for hanging out. Uh, I think we always have fun talks about podcasting and all this other stuff and i think you're very insightful and i respect what you do so keep doing that shit maybe it'll take less than a year to get you back on you know all right thank you jody um don't kill me navy seal lady please (laughs) so i say you didn't give her your phone number did you this is all gonna blow up in our faces Hey, have a good one, man. I'll talk to you soon. Walk up on the set, yep. stepping with a swag. Clothes got a drove older, so you know I blow bags. Fresher than the motherfucker pocket got stacks. Hoes looking over here, cause they like ski jack. Chirper going off like I got a dispatch. Hoodie looking for that work, and I ain't about to holler back. No, Post up on the whip and start looking for something bad. Nice eyes, cute face, and gotta have a fat.
like something you never had. Culture at the club, the one that sex said, damn. Dropped it down to the floor and brought it back up in the stands. God damn. I like the way she working it. Ass it right, and it's like magic when she twerking it. Baby, don't you jerk me. I know this is for certain. Cause it's guaranteed you let me be, then I murk it. My ducky, my ducky, my ducky, my ducky, my ducky, my ducky, my ducky. She says she like my ducky. I'm fresh, my ducky, I'm fresh, my ducky, I'm fresh. Yup, fly in the motherfucker, ducky, my ducky, my ducky, my ducky, my ducky, my ducky, my ducky. She says she like my ducky. I'm fresh, yup, my ducky, I'm fresh, my ducky, I'm fresh, yup, fly in the motherfucker. Just got a fade, dressed to impress, bone with a shoe fetish, so you know I stay fresh. I ain't worried about that mess, a couple grand up on my chest. Plus, Drew just brought a tech, and I stay fresh it is some sense. Yep. 